The following is a Spirit Street production. You've discovered your link to the Power Cap Podcast, presented by Fridge Wholesale Liquor. It's the Power Cap Podcast. And now, let's go to the Spirit Street Studios. Here's your host, Go Power Cat Publisher, Tim Fitzgerald. Welcome to the Power Cat Podcast, following Kansas State's fifth straight victory. The basketball team is rolling, and we are off and rolling on your weekly podcast. We're supposed to be out of town today. We were going to have a little staff retreat. We had some scheduled in Kansas City, and we decided, you know what? It's a little icy this morning. We did not go. We instead went to Chicago for our retreat. Where everyone had salads, except me, who went to Buffalo. And we're not talking about the current Chicago, the former Chicago. Look, I'm, I had a great time at Chicago, the former Chicago. <laughs> it was a great salad. But I was so looking forward to a Z-Man and fries. We were going to do a little Joe's Kansas City, and nope, nope, I uh, got a little too slippery. Slippery. Allegedly. 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 Yeah, I think our friend Joel I, just wanted out of meeting us. He I think we would have been fine. He doesn't love us. We were brought to you by The Fridge. They do love us, and you should love The Fridge. Get to The Fridge at the corner of this and that, and it's right there in the place. <laughs> That's better than getting it wrong, I guess. Westport and Claflin. Judges? Yes, I, that, that is. We'll take it. Okay, it's kind of like one of those Jeopardy answers that isn't entirely accurate, no, but look, we're going to give it to you. I had someone from Salina point out my problem. There is a Claflin Avenue in Salina. Thus, why I keep calling it Claflin Avenue, because I grew up with that. You haven't lived in Salina for, what, 30 years? I grew up with that. Come on. And the, I, I don't know. It's Claflin feels like more than just a road. You want to know what I grew up with? It's a four-lane, busy street. It's not just a if road. If I can learn it in four years here, you can learn it. I have to, but it's not about learning. It's about unlearning it. And I'm not good at unlearning things. <laughs> Same with movie rentals for me. Well, you, you keep going to uh, the fridge to get Die Hard, don't you? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'd have that problem too, but, you know, I just leave with a new bottle of Crown Royal every time. Uh, Probably going in there to get Mrs. Doubtfire. <laughs> yep. My wife would. That'd be exactly <laughs> it. Get to the fridge right there in that place that used to rent movies. Across from the place that Bill Snyder used to eat at all the time. I wonder if Good Snyder's still good. Like he doesn't. Like, like he retired and all of his food tastes well, just he, he doesn't get off work at 9 o'clock at night now. He's He's got a normal 9 to 5 retirement job. He's got to go to Nebraska and teach him how to coach football. Fair. Fair enough. The segment is brought to you by Tanner's. We did not eat at Tanner's today. I wanted to get somewhere where people wouldn't uh, know us as well, and then I left my credit card there. So I had to go back to Chicago. Long trip, actually, from where I was at. No, it's just Fly MHK. Yeah. But get into the so get into many Tanner's. Sponsors in I know, here. <laughs> I know, exactly. Get into Tanner's. Uh, it is a wonderful place, and we probably should have eaten lunch there, but we didn't. It's good to change things up from time to time. I know, I know. I feel dirty. I feel like I just cheated. You need you need better practice cheating. <laughs> 
<laughs> well, I think we have a point here. This podcast is off to a roaring start. Uh, how about them cats? It's pretty amazing. Pretty Let's go cats. Unbelievable. Um, we're going to get into all of that. I'm sure we got some football mixed in too. And is the overtime worth a crap? Yeah, it actually is. I okay. like the overtime this week. The overtime this week is worth a crap. <laughs> Stay tuned in the third segment. Here we go. It's your first half of the Power Cap Podcast, sponsored by The Fridge and Tanners. And here is our MC, Zach. Oh, did I introduce us? Tim Fitzgerald, Relegate Zach Carlson. Oh, Zach. that's who it is. Like, people listening don't know. They All don't. Right. They don't. I'm Tim. That's uh, Riley, and that's uh, Zach. Yeah, you forgot the lower thirds there. I forgot the lower <laughs> thirds. The video guy. From Purple Cheese, I don't have a true basketball eye, so explain to me what makes this team's defense so special. My goodness, if you had what? a basketball eye, you'd have a huge head. <laughs> <laughs> wow. What a defensive performance. Um, Holy crap. You know, it. Uh, but he brings up a valid point. You watched in their, when they were really clicking, West Virginia played defense, and anyone could tell why they were good. They harassed the crap out of you. We already got to delete. Um, you know, from the very start, they got up and down the court. It was easy to see why they were a good defensive team. You know, they fouled you 900 times and got 30 called. This team is much more subtle, Riley. They, they just kind of slowly smother you. Their rotations... I almost wish we had a camera above them so you could watch when the ball moves how beautifully in unison they rotate. And nobody ever gets open unless they make a mistake, and they don't make many mistakes. They rotate, they cover, they cheat down, they cut off passing angles. It is beautiful to watch, and my compliments to Coach Weber, Coach Lowry, and all the coaches that, you know, they're all very good defensive coaches, obviously. We can talk about the offense a little bit, but this is something we're going to miss next year because this isn't just taught. This is hardwired into the players through years. And and then the newer guys come in and kind of pick it up. So when we talk in the past about why Austin Trice isn't playing, he's probably not getting the right rotations. Levi Stocker plays, he gets the right rotations. It's kind of mechanical, kind of passionless, but he's out there basically doing the right things. But when it's the main guys, the three seniors and, and – uh, Xavier and then one other dude, you know, whether that's, you know, Cartier or whomever, when when they're going at it, Maueen, when, when, when it's the three seniors, Maueen and Xavier, it is gorgeous. It's unbelievable. It's flawless. It's, it's almost art if you're a basketball person to watch them rotate. They've gotten so good at it that it, it's just incredible. I've never seen a team – recover so well you know uh, one guy gets burned and uh, i mean it happens everybody uh, from time to time gets beat or, or misses a defensive uh you know breakdown kind of like that and and someone recovers someone's always there to to cover their back so to speak and you know it's it's kind of cliche but like it i think it, a lot of it speaks to to how tight they are as a team i mean you know you're you're that close you don't want to see you know, your your brother, quote-unquote, get hurt, uh, get embarrassed. So you're going to step in. You're going to take over for them. You're going to fill the, the hole they left there. And, you know, I, I don't mean to plug another website's work, but C.J. Moore from The Athletic was at the game last night, and he wrote a really good story about K-State's defense um, and included a video of one specific possession where that rotation is just so – apparent and if you have an athletic subscription you need to go read that right now because it 
that one play, I mean, there was multiple plays, but it, it results in Barry Brown getting a steal and, and a breakaway layup. So uh, it's it's honestly like I'm not we're not shocked anymore at this point. It's not something we're like, wow, K-State played really good defense. That was kind of a refreshing change of pace. We come to expect it, but it feels like every single game they do it and you're just like, wow. Yeah, they're pretty good at this. They're they're pretty good at defense. It's and and for me, it's not a an ugly the West Virginia teams would make a game ugly. Just it's a free throw contest. They're accomplishing this without fouling. They're just how many times I, I wish I had kept track of it. How many times did Texas Tech on Tuesday night put up a shot in the final five seconds of the shot clock? That was less than desirable, almost to the to the point of they just threw it up there to get a shot up. Nobody squared up. Nobody's taking a quality shot, and they, they talked about that. They didn't feel like they were ever going to get a shot off. So uncharacteristic of that Tech team, too. I mean that it's not it's not something I expected out of Chris Beard's teams ever, and and that goes to speak to what K State did. The one time we saw them have problems defensively when Texas all of a sudden hitting hitting three pointers from kind of deep. Just shoot the ball over the top of them. That can, if you get hot from three and uh, you're shooting deep enough where maybe they're not ready to cover you, if you spread that defense out, then the rotations get bigger and, and it gets more difficult to do that. Uh, or there's not very many true big men that can score in this league where when you dump it into them, you've got to double down and that can break down their rotations. So we'll see if they run into that later down the road. From KS8Fan99, a new one to the podcast. Welcome. Uh, who is our men's basketball midseason MVP as of today? Barry Brown. Barry Brown. I mean, it, look, you can say Dean Wade because he came back from the injury and they've been an incredible team since his return. You can say Kamal Stokes because he's hit some – He's look, Kamal Stokes having his best year, I think, um, and, and he's coming up big. He, he's minimized his turnovers. Uh but there's not even a doubt in my mind, not even the slightest doubt. Offensively, it's Barry Brown. He's obviously lifted them with their, those 20-plus point outings, and his defense has been just absurd. I mean, we talk about K-State's team defense, but I think Barry Brown has even gotten better as a defender, which is saying a lot compared to what he did last year. Um, as of right now, he's easily the Big 12 Defensive Player of the Year and, and probably in the conversation for national. I don't think he's probably going to get national because he's not going to play on a Duke or a right. an, uh, Virginia, Michigan, something like that, that has these um, even better defenses than K-State. But everything Barry Brown has done this year, minus that game in Lubbock, has just been phenomenal, I think. And, and there's no question he's been the best player. From Exhausted Nihilist, now that the basketball team is playing better and the students are back, how would you rate the crowds at Bramlage? Well, first of all, I thought the students were amazing. Holy crap. And that uh, wasn't even all, of, you know, that that was not KU crowd students. Yeah, I mean, throwing the doors open to any of the students to come with their ID uh, was great because it was impossible for out-of-town people to get there. If they did, they're nuts. I mean, you know, that was just dangerous driving conditions. Uh, and so the students closed the gap. I mean, honestly, two students or one student's worth two alumni and noise. And you just go in there and yell your face off, and it's great. They were great. And I I hope people really start showing up for this team. You know, they, there's a lot of people out there that, despite success, are just indifferent about Bruce Weber. But the guys are playing their butts off. Um, and 
This is this team has really truly reinvented itself. And I hope we get to this. Like I said, I don't read the questions before the show. I want to have spontaneous answers. But the change for me is offense. What's making this team click right now? It's offense, because the defense now is a baseline. This is what because earlier in the year I said um, if K State can get to seventy points, they're going to win. Well, now the defense is so good at sixty points, and this offense can get there. They didn't even have to come close to that. I mean, they got to fifty-eight last night against Tech, but still. They could have won with 51 points and won by six points. So, uh, but I thought, and I hope we have a question on this because I'm going to put this out there. I thought last night's offense against Texas Tech was the best offensive performance I've seen from a from a Bruce Weber team. Not the best hmm. shooting, not the best shooting, but how they executed their offense against an extremely good defense. I thought it was their best performance. Tech is every bit as good, if not better, over the course of the season than Kansas State defensively. They hadn't give up, given up 45% shooting from the field this year, and K-State hung 46% on them. And, and I thought throughout the course of the game took really good shots because their offense got them really good shots. And that is not the Bruce Weber basketball team we saw earlier in the year or we've seen for big spans of his time at Kansas State. A lot of standing, a lot of dribbling, a lot of holding the ball instead of uh, you know passing, cutting, moving, passing it quick. They whipped that ball around and torched Texas Tech in, on a lot of possessions. It really makes you – I don't want to sound negative by any means, but it, it kind of tells me that they – approach this game differently you know they knew how tough it was going to be defensively and so they said we're going to have to move the ball around that quick we're going to have to bet make good passes take the shots when we have them dean um and that tells me that they have they've had this forever they've been able to do it but and maybe i'm i'm off base here but maybe they're kind of approaching these other teams like well you know they don't have as good of a defense as us let's see what we can do offensively and not ha- they don't have that same urgency as they had against Texas Tech but it's clear this team needs to have that type of urgency on offense and it's not even a, a bad urgency it doesn't cause them into turnovers they turned the ball over last night no doubt but they weren't sloppy plays they weren't bad passes those were some of the be- Kamal Stokes had the best passing game of his career by exactly. far those those behind the back across the chest, whatever passes he always tries to make to guys in the corner. He did them last night successfully. It was amazing. Uh, it's it's fun to watch. And if they play that kind of offense, moving the ball at that clip, uh, rotating, you know, cutting and passing the way they did against Texas Tech, against a lesser defensive team, they're going to absolutely destroy them combined with the way they defend. From Wildcat Wabash, do you think Gene Taylor grasps the mixed feelings uh, the fan base has towards Bruce Weber or that people have still have a hard time considering him to be our guy? What's that question from? Wildcat Wabash. I think his emails probably have given him that type of an indication over the last, what, two years now or whatever. Um, I think they're going to probably start to go away a little bit for winning solves. The time. Yeah, exactly. Um, you know, I... I think that he probably does, like I said, he he does grasp it, but I don't think he necessarily, I don't want to say Gene Taylor doesn't care, but 
he, he probably doesn't really put a whole lot of thought into it because at the end of the day, like you said, results are really all that matter. They're winning right now. They won last year. And ever since the end of, or probably the midway point um, of that, that 16-17 season, that Oklahoma game where they got drubbed by 30, the basketball team has been successful for the most part. So uh, it's tough to really sit here and, and listen to those emails and go, well, you know, you make a point. He, not a lot of people are behind him. It, the more he keeps winning, the more people are going to jump on board. Now, who's to say if they lose next year, those emails don't come flooding back to Gene Taylor, and I'm sure they will if they lose. But as of right now, there's no sense to, to evaluate those emails and, and try to take them into consideration when evaluating Bruce Weber as your basketball coach. Hey, um, you know, I, he gets it. He gets it because one of the priorities he had in hiring a football coach was cultural fit, who are the fans going to click with. So he's conscious of these things. And that's really what it is. It, it, there's just not that cultural connection with Bruce for whatever reason. I mean, he's a Midwest guy, but he just doesn't seem to fit the K-State culture. But there's a couple things you can't argue about him. He, he's a really good guy. you know. So you can dislike his brand of basketball, but understand he's a good guy. So he's not a problem in the athletic department. You know, He's not a prima donna. He's a team guy in terms of the athletic department. And he runs a clean program. So you're the AD. You got a program that is finding some success now. They're not cheating, and he's a he's a good employee in terms of the bigger picture of your business of Kansas State athletics. So he doesn't quite click with the fans. Okay, now with the, if that becomes a problem, and ticket sales drop considerably, yeah, then it becomes a problem. But right now, ticket sales aren't. Where they need to be, probably, where they deserve to be, but they're not troublesome. Attendance is troublesome at times, but not ticket sales. A lot of season ticket holders, there's a lot of people that have kept their tickets that for a Wednesday 8 p.m. game, pass. But on Saturday, they'll be here. Yeah, and I think, honestly, this is... This is kind of K-State's fault to a little bit of an extent. My grandparents have been season ticket holders since Bramlage doors open, and maybe they had tickets in a hurry. I'm, I, I can't remember. You're a Cowboys fan. <laughs> Sorry, does, does that not relate? Did I, did I use that right? I wasn't paying that close attention. Okay, that's good. That's a good way to listen to the podcast. Um, but, they, I mean, they've had season tickets forever. And, you know, they're in Beloit, so it's 90 minutes drive. It's not that bad, but also – they're not going to come up for an 8 p.m. Tuesday game or something right. like that because it doesn't fit their schedule. And here's the thing. They pay, you know, God knows how much money for the Ahern fee fund and uh, the tickets fee and all this stuff. God knows a lot of things, but I'm not sure he really pays attention to that detail. He knows all. Okay, there we go. <laughs> but for $200, $250, you, the individual fan, can buy... Four tickets to conference games, the KU game, and one non-conference game of your choice, or whatever the package is out there. These are the marketing things that they're doing that indicate to me soft sales. Uh, no, I, I yeah, I get that. I because just because they have to do these things just to put butts in seats, but it de- devalues the tickets bought by the longtime yeah ticket holders and angers them, and it gets you into a cycle. I'm with you. You're driving ticket sales down. There's no sense to pay thousands of dollars. It's a tough marketing position to be in. I just, I wish I, they wouldn't make that $250, $300 package so 
nice. I mean, it's a terrific deal. And why would you buy season tickets if you have that? Nice. Nice. <laughs> From Powercat Ryan, give me a case why the Cats will contend for the Big 12 and a case why they will fall back to mediocrity. Defense will keep them in every honking game. Yeah. Every game. They'll be in it, and if they get going def- offensively just enough, a si- if they become a 65-point team. it's <laughs> a very low bar to set. <laughs> that's incredible to say. They're going to win almost every game Yeah, with that defense. So that's why they, they should. The opposite argument would be Bruce Weber teams can't stay consistent. The track record. <laughs> the track record, and, you know, it's it, – this group did it last year. They came and went, came and went. They've done it this year. They were bad. They're back. They're really good now. Maybe they get bad again. I don't know. I feel like if they're going to do that, it's going to be coming out of the Oklahoma State game when they then they play Kansas because they're, they're going to win Saturday at Texas A&M. If they don't, oh, Lord. It's not good. <laughs> not good. They're horrible. And then they'll probably win at Oklahoma State because uh, they're currently playing. Pistol Pete is actually one of the starters. <laughs> It's really hard for him to do stuff in that giant head, but they needed him, and they're out of dudes to play. He had eligibility remaining? Yes. It's so sad that the modern-day Zach could have went and tried out for Oklahoma State. Well, he didn't have eligibility remaining, but he had a gun. So they just let him? And the NCAA was like, fair play. Fair play to Pistol Beat. He's got a gun. So, uh, I mean, they're just really depleted with their roster problems. So they should come out of that fine. You know, they'll be coming home to play KU at the midway point of the season. If they whoop KU like they did Tech last night, there's something going on here, folks. Yeah. Uh, man, I, 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 want, I keep wanting to say law of averages. I mean, look, you can be a really, really good basketball team, but at some point you're just going to lose some games. It, it happens. Uh, but, calling Virginia. Virginia. <laughs> Are you there, Virginia? Exactly. No, you're not in the second round? Okay, the law of averages. Gotcha. Yeah, exactly. It just So I just we keep saying, hey, wait for the downfall this team's going to have or the rough stretch this team's going to have. And we don't say it as a negative by any means, a dog at anybody on the team or the coaches. I think it's just us knowing basketball, and, and it happens. That I think this is a terrific team and one that's definitely going to, like you said, be in every single game. But can you see them only losing two more conference games? Because just, that just seems like a really low number to me. It's hard for me to see anyone in this conference doing that. Yeah. Cause There's enough parity. Although, this season, you have to look at it this way. Oklahoma State's trash now. For the most part. And West Virginia has been trash, although they're good enough to beat KU. There's there's some more. I feel like K-State should go to West Virginia win, and they should sweep Oklahoma State. There's more of that on the schedule this year than what I've seen in the past. Yes, but I also have the feeling that a team like West Virginia can have a game like they had against KU. I could see this K-State team going into Gallagher-Iba and Oklahoma State just playing out of its mind and, and perhaps pulling something off. I mean, and it's not, like I said, it's not a dog at K-State. It's just, that's just what happens in this conference. It's going to take an extremely hot shooting three-point effort to knock off K-State. Yeah, absolutely. I feel like the defense is so consistent that it's going to be there. From Wizard6294, nice pin number. Uh, based on the last four to five games, where does K-State finish in the Big 12 or the NCAA tournament? Finishing the Big 12, I'm not ready to make them champions. I don't know if I'm ready to say they're 
definitely going to finish second. I mean, I think they'll be right there. Third at worst. They'll be third at top worst. Top three. Um, I would say top two. Yeah, I think the prob. Yeah. Like I said, it's just going to need think to avoid this. that Oklahoma State a few loss weeks or ago, something like that. I didn't think K-State was going to be a top half team based on how they were playing. No, because you hate them. Now, based on how they were playing, I didn't think they were going to finish in the top half. And now we're talking top two. So it can change, but there's been some really positive things that have come out of this. It's not just they got hot or lucky or they caught teams in the right. They have won at Iowa State and Oklahoma. It's not just about their 5-2 and two in the conference. They have won at two on the home floors of two of the better teams. They're done with Texas Tech, one of the better teams in the conference, and they went one-on-one with them. They haven't played Kansas yet, but they still haven't played Oklahoma State, and their road games are, are places like West TCU. Virginia, TCU, Texas, which I feel like they're going to win down there after what happened to them here. Um, you know, I, I don't know. Baylor seems to be really improving. So yeah, they are. <laughs> maybe that's going to be a little more difficult, but I, they're just, they've cleared some serious hurdles. They're in good shape. NCAA tournament is just... That's so much I mean, luck. we could literally say whatever we want. I mean, Virginia should, was supposed to be in the Final Four. They should be a Sweet 16 team. They really should be. I would say that I would not accept anything less than that. So you're saying four seed? Oh, it was about seeding? Well, I mean, uh, I mean, when you're saying a Sweet 16 team. Well, I don't I think mean, they'll be seeded that high. I don't high, think they'll be a four. I think they'll be a six. It'll be a five to a seven, yeah. yeah. saying based on math. They'll be, they'll be considered a top 25 team and get a, a six seed. Yeah, I would, I'd want to be a six seed, i tell you that. I'd much rather be a six than a five. Look, a 12 always beats a five, and a 13 always beats a four. You don't want to be in that game. Don't. Yeah, 11 means you're probably going to get a, a team that is from a power conference that isn't very good. Yeah. So, like, USC and K-State and They late. snuck in. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> the 10-7 line isn't awful to be on. You fall down to a seven. What, what I like about that that – Three six line is yeah ten seven is kind of the same way you end up with a two instead of a one seed and twos are very beatable they can be they should be this year yeah. from purple cheese uh, you have a, a you have to bet a week's pay KU or the field to win the conference championship <laughs> well <laughs> what's our week's pay <laughs> so you got a couple bucks on the line yeah I only got like yeah fifty bucks yeah. <laughs> yeah, fifty bucks. And a sack of Twizzlers on the line. Maybe a free lunch. I'm still going with KU, guys. Like I, K-State uh, can show me whatever they want to show me until KU doesn't win it. First of all, I'd never make this bet because I would pick KU, and I'm not going to bet on KU. Fair. So, I mean, you got to until they lose. The way this I year, see this it. year feels different, though. Are, I know we say different. that every single it, no, year, but guys. it's real this it's year. Last not. year, Bill Self had his worst team ever. This is his worst team ever. This is not a great basketball team. They're, they're pulling out victories left and right. And, guys, I'm going to say it. I almost wonder if they weren't KU if they'd be losing a lot of these games. I, I'm just going to put it out there. I feel like a call here and there, and every game happens for KU. And... Mm-hmm. and we haven't calculated that in. That they're gonna Kansas State might roll into Allen Fieldhouse and get speed throughout a game with obvious calls that go uncalled. Look, KU gets way too many calls and just because they're real. KU. Elvis didn't die. All I'm saying is that that's a very lazy 
throw it out their excuse to not want to accept the fact that KU, even when they're not very good, is still a damn good basketball team. If you don't lose on your home floor, you're you're probably going to win the conference. The way I would tell you, though, is if you bet KU, you are literally in a win-win. Okay? I know If you that. bet for KU and they win, yeah, you don't want them to win, but you're going to win some money. If you bet KU and they lose, yeah, you're out some money, but the streak's dead. I, if I win, I'm going to feel like that's dirty money. It all so spends I, the same. So I'd have to go spend it on something that makes me feel ashamed. Oh, that sounds fun. I'll take the field. Really? No, nah, I the won't. Field. <laughs> yeah. It just it feels different. I don't know what it is, but I think that there's still some tricks up. Not KU's sleeve. I'd rather KU proves me wrong by me taking them than me saying, oh, the field, and then KU gives me the middle finger. Well, that uh, they can't. Have you seen those birds' hands? I think Bill Self picks his nose with the middle finger, though. Well, that's not nice. We all, well, we actually don't. My finger's too big. Uh, let me check a KU schedule here real quick, guys. I don't have it in front of me. You don't have the KU basketball schedule memorized? Nope, nope I don't. You know I they don't. make lock screen pictures. For your yeah, back, uh, background. Yeah. <laughs> well, they're going to Kentucky. 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 They're going to Kentucky on Saturday. <laughs> they're going to Kentucky on Saturday. Can that count as a conference game? <laughs> Honestly, man, like I feel like Kentucky and KU are, are two. Did you say the, Kentucky again? Did I? Yeah. He's like Kentucky. Kentucky. He can't, he Kentucky. Can't Damn it. <laughs> Damn it. I feel like they're the same two teams. Really, really good, but like have their flaws. Okay, guys. Coming out of the... Big 12 SEC Challenge, uh, when K-State has their off week, their midweek off game, Kansas goes to Texas on Tuesday. When? I almost lost at home to them. Okay. Uh, And Texas Tech goes to Kansas on the Saturday that K-State plays at Oklahoma State. Very interesting. Um, We'll see. We'll see how things play out. If they lose one of those two, a lot changes. And if they win both of them, I think it's pretty definitive. (laughs) And and if and if uh, we roll into the game with Kansas and John Higgins is an official, then that's good. K State has, well, maybe not, maybe in the last couple of years, but K State has a better record with John Higgins as an official during KU games than it is a fact. I know that was true of the past games, but however, I th- I don't think they're going to get John Higgins. I think K's going to K State's going to roll into Lawrence and get like. Uh, uh, Doug Sermons. Yeah, he Doug Sermons. He was not bad last night, though. <sighs> last night was pretty good. Look, there's a first time for everything. Officials did a pretty good job last night. First time for everything. Uh, I don't think I've ever said that before. Last question of the first half from Files. Fitz said last week that he needs to see a payoff with this team. Uh, Files agrees uh, that he needs to see a minimum 23 regular season wins and play a second weekend in the tournament. Is that an acceptable payoff in your view? Hold on. What's the record right now, Riley? Five and two. Oh, no. whoa. You mean Over. overall? 15 and four. So you got to get eight more wins out of the next nine. Well, that's is that, the was that regular season. Eight. Oh, no. Sorry. What? Wow, that's awful math. Out of the next 11, 12. Yeah. That's reasonable. That's very reasonable. That's reasonable. 23 wins just sounds like a lot. Seven, that's very reasonable. Seven more league wins. Go to Kansas City, Texas get a couple. A&M. I mean, if you're going to be an elite team, that's what you got to do. What a national championship. You got 31 wins. There you go. I agree totally. I And for me, you know, naturally accomplishing something in the regular season counts. I mean, if they can win a Big 12 title. And Big 12 title, yeah. I told, two out of seven years, you got to respect Bruce for that. 
particularly if he's the one who ends KU's streak and they win the title outright. With his players. With his players, and you really got to respect it. That would be a payoff. Um, if, But with all that said, even if they get third place in the Big 12 and they went, you know, they go into the Big 12 tournament, 21 wins, and they win a game there and lose. But this this sport, man, you go to the NCAA tournament, you go to the Sweet 16 or Elite 8 again, it's a payoff. There's no doubt about it, particularly that Elite 8. That was incredible. And by the way, you know, I just think getting to that second weekend, as Files mentioned, is important. Important. Stay in the conversation for another week. And the conversation gets much more narrow at that point. The only reason anyone was talking about Virginia last year and the second weekend of the tournament was the shocking magnitude of their defeat. But if you're playing, you're in the conversation for positive reasons. And you do that over and over, and the recruits start coming. And all adds up. So we'll see if they can do that. It's the first half of the Powercat Podcast. That was hoops, hoops, and more hoops. I'm assuming we've got a little football coming up here. A little pigskin. Got, uh, can we, are we going to talk about a beard? Perhaps. I want to talk, talk about a beard. Scotty Hazelton, new defense coordinator at Kansas State. We will cover that and other topics on the second half of the Powercat Podcast. Sponsored by Fridge Wholesale Liquor. The Power Camp Podcast continues shortly. I'm trying to get a group text in on what everybody wants on the liquor store run, but my phone keeps auto-correcting liquor store to the fridge. A fridge or the fridge? The fridge. It just did it again. Well, the fridge is more than just a liquor store. The fridge has over 3,000 wines in stock, the area's largest selection of spirits and craft beers, plus they're back-to-back winners of Beverage Dynamics Retailer of the Year. Oh, I get it. Wow. Smartphone. Autocorrect your next liquor store visit to the Fridge Wholesale Liquor, 1150 Westport in Manhattan, online at fridgeliquor.com. For more than 20 years, there's only been one reliable source for exclusive and unmatched premium K-State sports news content. It's GoPowerCat.com. The tradition continues as Tim Fitzgerald, D. Scott Fritchin, and the other GoPowerCat sports experts continue their relentless coverage of K-State sports. So make sure you're subscribing to the one and only GoPowerCat. Hey, K-State fans, it's time to come home to GoPowerCat.com. We now return to the Power Cat Podcast. Welcome back to the Power Cat Podcast. Basketball is in our hip pocket. Or do we have more basketball, really? No, well, I mean, might be a little bit of basketball in that overtime. I forget the overtime. Okay, that's fine. But so this not, is this, this is, is most all football. Wow. So in the middle of basketball season, K-State fans still have a whole segment's worth of football questions. It's almost like there was a coaching change or something like that. Yeah, the temperature's up right now at Kansas State. People are fired up about football. Fired up, would you say? Yep. And we're fired up by, about the fridge wholesale liquor. Man, it's good. It's the Chris Kleiman of booze. It's one four straight. I don't know. FCS national championships. I, I, I don't know. I guess not four the straight. Chris, what does the Chris Kleiman of booze mean? Like outstanding. Don't settle for second. Okay. 
Is it like when a lower, is it like when a lower tier booze decides to move up and like goes big time? Like I, I don't know any examples, but like well, let's be honest here. I'm not sure that if the fridge moved to uh, Kansas City, they'd have to up their game probably because the competition would be greater. But in the level of the SCS market here in Manhattan, they're the national champs. I think the Fridge could win a D1 national championship. I'm just saying. The FCS is D1. Yeah. Honestly, though, if the Fridge added a drive through it's done. Can't have drive through in Kansas. There you go. They'll get one eventually. They'll have it all at the Fridge, including copies of Die Hard on VHS. This segment's brought to you by uh, <laughs> our good friends at Wahoo Fire and Ice Grill. I want to do the fajitas tomorrow. I'm going to take my wife. Look, you looked like a recruit announcing your decision. Look, <laughs> you thought about it. A couple weeks ago, I thought we were going to Wahoo for a date night and have something romantic like sizzling fajitas. And all you monkeys showed up. My employee monkeys, my friend monkeys, my relative monkeys. Yeah, actual monkeys. We had actual monkeys there. And we had a little surprise party that actually surprised me. Kind of shocked. I still have not had my date night with my wife. And I love you, brothers. But I love Mama more. I would love it if we could take our dogs to Wahoo. Spend more time with us. Just saying. I feel like they could make that a summertime thing. Just <laughs> music, music and dogs out Wags. of the patio. Pa- patio. Patio. The patio. <laughs> wow, you, just, you just hit some uh, marketing there. Wahoo and wagon tails. I like it a lot, except uh, Daphne would pee everywhere out of fright. <laughs> it would be the patio. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, here we go with the second half of your Power Cat Podcast featuring Fitz, Riley, and Zach. Here's the MC, Zach. That's redundant. <laughs> Shush. The MC with opinions. Here's Zach. Uh, from Old Fella, give us your honest reactions to the Scotty Hazelton hire. What, was it from Old Fella? Old Fella. He okay. said Old Vella. I, I, yeah, I thought he said like Old Villa. Like we'll go what, back. We'll go back to the tape. We've got, a, go got an old house calling. Go back and watch, now. watch the video tape. Scotty Hazelton. Scotty Hazelton. Dog. You think he's a dog? No. He looks like he looks like a defensive coordinator though. He does. He looks like he, you know, came out of the defensive coordinator cookie cutter. Yeah. I like it. I know we got a question about this. Because I think you guys read it. Why, this should have been the guy. I don't. I. I didn't understand the Monacino hire, and now I really don't understand it. Yeah, we're gonna get into that, but I like it. I think it's a good hire. He knows college offenses. He knows the system. He runs a system with which Kleiman and and Blake Seiler and the other coaches are going to be comfortable in. It just makes sense. It feels like a kind of guy that can help Kansas State win a lot of football games. And I was so uncertain about Ted Monachino because being an NFL guy, not understanding college schemes as well, and not having a loyalty to stay in the college game. Because I, when the NFL called, he ran. Man, he sprinted out of college football. I didn't like the hire. I, it's the only thing, though, you know, you can nitpick here and there, but it was the only glaring thing with Kleiman that I kind of questioned him on. Why did you hire this guy? It didn't feel right from the start, and it proved not to be right. He got it right this time. Yeah, and it um, 
it feels a lot like the how we said earlier in the podcast that Chris Kleiman is a fit at K-State, and that was important to Gene Taylor when he hired him. didn't feel like Ted Monokino was that fit, but it feels like Scotty Hazleton is that fit. It feels like he belongs at Kansas State, and it was just a matter of time, a matter of the phone call, and, and now they got it done. If he leaves prematurely, like, you know, within a year or two, there's a eh, probably about a 63% chance it's because I ran into him and I started petting his beard. <laughs> I just packed up and left. <laughs> Things fantastic. They had to trim it for his his photo. They didn't do a very good job. They just kind of chopped it off. I would argue they did a pretty good job. It looks fresh. It's, it's like at a corner. So look, you're never going to see it that. You're gonna, never going to see it. They photoshopped it. They just like <laughs> drew a drew a box That's around it and deleted close, it. Man. It's like the scissors on Snapchat. They just <laughs> drew it. <laughs> it, it. It almost looks like. They realized they needed to trim it, so they took him over to the paper cutter and had him place his beard down and <laughs> whacked off the end of it. My goodness. There you go. Now you look good. Level cut. From Wizard, uh, what can we expect out of our new defensive coordinator? <laughs> I laughed so hard because uh, I tweeted out Ross Uglum's uh, analysis of the Scotty Hazleton defense, which, by the way, is incredible. It's very good. You should go read it. And if you if you're can't a subscriber, read it, you got to read it. If you're not a subscriber, well, that's why you need to be subscribe and then read it. It's amazing. Um, but uh, one of the because it, it showed up on social media, the thumbnail on our tweet was one of the drawings of, of the defensive uh, schemes that he, he's probably going to run. And someone replied and said, "I see a defensive back just five yards off the line of scrimmage. Clearly, this is a mistake." <laughs> you know, that was funny, I thought. And uh, I think it kind of says a lot. I think we're going to see this this defense be really aggressive and get after it. I, I, I feel like, look, you don't become a top 20 defense in the country at a school like Wyoming if you don't know what you're doing. You don't know. You don't get like that if you don't know how to draw up defenses, how to utilize uh, your talent to, to the best of the abilities. And I think it says a lot that he's been able to get some talented players into Wyoming despite having a program that, that struggles a lot. Um, the fact that he's able to field such good defense when probably they're on the field quite a lot. I haven't, I'm going to be honest, I haven't watched a lot of Wyoming football. Shocker, I know. But uh, I, I think it's, it's going to be a defense that's going to attack, it's going to be aggressive, and, and it's been what K State fans have wanted to see for years. And yet it's going to be very. Similar to what they've yes. been running. They're just going to be in more of an attack mode out of that. The thing that struck me, I think the biggest difference is K-State's spent a lot of time in the 4-2-5 and, and the nickel with five defensive backs. And the nickel back has been basically a starter on this defense for a number of years. And he points out that they will use a third linebacker, but they will convert someone to linebacker. And it sounded like a role absolutely perfect for Eli Walker. A safety that should be a linebacker. Didn't we talk about that under Bill Snyder? Who's actually, you know, that kind of morphed guy that can go cover but yet is playing a linebacker position. You're going to see that. I think it lends itself well. I think you'll see a little more nickel than maybe what Hazleton has used in the past because it's the Big 12. You just got to. Um, you can't let a converted guy end up trying to cover a slot receiver. And Jalen Hurts at quarterback. Yeah, so it, I think, though, they're going to crowd the line a little bit better. 
Ross brought up the bend but don't break, but I think when you talk bend but don't break, for most defenses, you're talking about one thing. What we saw under Tom Hayes in Kansas State was a whole another thing. They literally, they just gave in, gave in, gave in until you got on the short field and then you couldn't run your offense. It was just, just painful to watch. From Cat in a Trap, another new one. Welcome. Such a uh, great name. I, I feel bad about that cat. I almost I read don't. it wrong. I almost read it Katina Trap. And then I remembered. <laughs> you want, want my honest honesty here? Yeah. That's how I read it. When I <laughs> put it together. I was like, what in the world? What's your name? I'm Katina Trap. <laughs> Such a weird name for K-State message board. <laughs> or it's Katina Rap. <laughs> can make a bunch of things here. Uh, he or she is curious as to why Kleiman didn't hire Hazleton for the first time around if he was such a rising star. Uh, what did Monachino offer that Hazleton didn't? I have a theory, and I don't know if this is true or not, but my theory, Chris Kleiman got the North Dakota State job as you know, defensive coordinator there under Craig Bull, because Craig Bull took a chance on him. He got the head coaching job at North Dakota State because Craig Bull probably referred him pretty well. He said, this guy knows football. He needs to be the next guy as I'm leaving. Craig Bull gave Chris Kleiman so many opportunities in the football world. And when you have an opportunity like that, when you have somebody that paves the way for you in your personal career, you never want to do anything to backstab them, to hurt them, to... Uh, make them suffer a little bit. I think he wanted Scotty Hazleton from the start. I think his conscience didn't let him. I think he knew Wyoming football needs a guy like Scotty Hazleton to succeed. I can find a good defensive coordinator elsewhere. I'll let him keep his guy. And then when the rug got pulled out from under him, he said, you know what, I'm going to do what's best for me. I'm going to do what I wanted from the start. That's my theory. Okay, so this is my uh, analogy for this. You're at a party with a bunch of dudes. And you know your buddy loves the meat pizza. You know, it's got everything on. It's loaded. It's got all the meat. It's one slice of that and one slice of cheese. And you take, you go over to the cheese pizza to pick it. But at the last second, someone picks up the cheese pizza. And you look at the meat pizza and say, screw my buddy. And eat the meat pizza. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. Okay. I mean, do we I think, think that I think you might be onto something because I, he's the logical guy, but I think he interviewed Monachino and said, "You know, I like this dude a lot. He he sold himself. He's got a bright mind. He he convinced me he wants to be in college football. Lie. And he hired him and left Hazelton alone. And then Monachino was gone and he went back and talked to multiple people that he interviewed in that process, probably hoping that someone else could convince him. And why do I have the feeling Gene Taylor said, just, just, just hire your guy. I did that. <laughs> yeah. Just hire your guy. From Purple Powerhouse, is it fair to say that the Hazleton hire makes a lot more sense than the hiring of Monachino? Oh, man. It's, I'm yeah. just, I'm, I'm, I was uncomfortable with the Monachino hire. I'm sure he's a fantastic coach. I just didn't understand the fit of it, the schematics of it, anything to do with it. That's I'm comfortable with. And maybe the beard helps. It helped us. I'm telling you, if, <laughs> I'm telling you, if I have some stuff I need done in the yard that includes chopping down a tree, I know who I'm calling. Coach uh, Hazleton. 
Bring your axe. Come on over. <laughs> In all seriousness, though, I do think it, it it's a good fit because I think K-State fans are excited about it, and I don't want to take, uh, you know, give us, give other uh, media outlets too much credit because I don't think we have that much power. But I think a lot of it had to with the uncertainty with Ted Monachino was none of us ever thought he would be the guy. So none of us put him on our hot boards. None of us talked about him as a candidate. Therefore, fans did not get the, you know, the, the thought, the seed was not planted in their head. They weren't thinking Ted Monachino. They were caught so off guard. They had no idea who that was. But Scotty Hazleton was on the board from the start. You know, he was an early guy. He was a guy that they looked at and said, I think I might be able to get behind him if he's the guy. Now that they're familiar with who they're hiring, because we know K-State fans, they want a guy that they're familiar with. You're, you're on point today. Drinking my second bang of the day. That's why. Ooh, a double banger. Gross. <laughs> From Purple Powerhouse again. M- MC with opinions. What is <laughs> <laughs> what is Kleiman up to recently? After the initial burst of attention following his hire, he seemingly hasn't been out in the the public eye very much. He's oh, recruiting. <laughs> if you're on Twitter, he has yeah. been. I can't explain his travel schedule. I I don't think he has. A personal plan. I think he's got a teleporter. I guarantee you Bruce Weber called him and said, welcome to the Rapid Rewards Club on Southwest Airlines. Oh, my goodness. He's in California. He's somewhere else. He's just all over the place. You know, he's got his assistant coaches scattered, and yet somehow he's with every one of them. I know. That's exactly what I was thinking. He's with everybody at every visit. I find myself looking at Twitter going, how the hell did you get there? I think he has two. I think there's two Chris Climans. Well, that would help a lot. <laughs> we had uh, we had two Bill Sires. We had the real one and the robot one. <laughs> I'm serious. He's just been recruiting like a dog. It's it, insane. It's nuts. It's nuts. I thought maybe he'd be at the game Tuesday night. He was at the game. He was at the TCU game. I did see him there. Okay. Had to do a double take because, you know, he's literally a normal person. (laughs) I guarantee you if he put on a baseball cap, maybe some sunglasses if it was light outside, and walked down into Aggieville, I don't know if a lot of people would pick up on him the first time. So what you're saying is Chris Kleiman could come to K-State to coach football and rob convenience stores, and we wouldn't know it's him. Well, no. Here's a, here's an artist rendering. I've never seen that man before. <laughs> Turns out to be your head football coach. Robin the Candlewood Dares. Yeah. But I do think he Why could, not? Everyone else yeah, does. Everyone else does. <laughs> I do think he could put on like a nice, you know, Oxford or something like that and go out to dinner and you would have to do a double take to realize, oh God, that's a football coach. From FOCO Same with Scotty Histon, by the way. <laughs> yep, not recognizable whatsoever. Puts on some glasses in a phone booth and comes out. And I'm like, I don't know where the defensive coordinator went. <laughs> uh, from Foco Ema, another another new one. Hold on, Foco. Fo F O space C O space Ema. All I caps. Got, I gotta imagine it's Fort Collins, right? Fort Collins, Folsom County. <laughs> Ooh. Uh, wow. I don't know. He's doing some time there, isn't he? Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome, Foco Cat. I'll send you a pack of cigarettes. <laughs> you can use it to pay off a debt. <laughs> wow. How, how do you think Coach Kleiman will handle losing, assuming K-State does not go undefeated next season? I don't know what you're talking about. We booked our travel plans to the college football playoff already. Where, where is it next year? Where's the I don't know, title? actually. <laughs> Have they announced that? 
Yeah, they've got it announced to like 2024. Oh, damn. Yeah. Um, Coach, uh, I'm all for you winning like a string of national titles, but if you, when they get it in Vegas, if you could manage to be in that game, that'd be fantastic. (laughs) That'd be interesting to see how he does. I mean, uh, I'm not saying it was easy, but uh, it was so ingrained in the culture in Fargo to win that they did a lot. You know, they they lost a playoff game a couple years ago. They lost uh, to their rival a year ago. They lost six games. <laughs> they lost less in his tenure than K-State lost this season. That's unbelievable, man. That's, That's freaking unbelievable. It's just stupid. The challenge isn't not to lose. The challenge is to start to build that culture where you expect to win and you have the talent to do so on a regular basis. And Bill Snyder accomplished that at Kansas State of all places. And, and so it's been proven it can be done. And now – the equation is to figure out the modern-day formula. The, the former formula was to go get the junior college guys nobody wanted and then identify enough Mark Seminos of the world and Darren Sproles of the world who were really good football players that maybe other people wanted, but you saw NFL guys. Other people wanted them, but I don't know that they saw NFL players in them. Bill Snyder saw that and then, you know, put them together with – enough Jeff Kellys and Michael Bishops and Darnell McDonalds and on and on, on. So the modern day formula might be a little bit different, but if you can find that, Duty's going to have a lot of success. I feel like he's got a decent enough roster to be competitive if they can add in some people with this late signing period. I think they've got to get a few Juco or something in there to, to plug some holes, which Bill Snyder has typically done. That's the problem. He's inheriting a roster that uh, was built around the concept of plugging holes with junior college players. And it's kind of like heroin. You can't just go off it. You might have to ease off of it. Believe me, I know my heroin. Okay, don't uh, give me that wow. Look. Don't give me that look. You got to ease out of it and you get more comfortable, and then uh, you can resume normal life. It is only, what? it's not even 10 o'clock yet. We're making heroin analogies. Are, are, I think it's fine. Okay. We We're going to have to put a little parental advisory at the beginning, talking about hard drugs on the podcast. Already had to take out a, a cuss word earlier. Look, I think if you're listening Shoot. to a podcast sponsored by a liquor store, the parental advisory is there. Okay, I'm going to have an aside here. So my friend Kelly in Vegas was on the Drinking Bros podcast. I'd never heard of the Drinking Bros the podcast. The Drinking Bros. Yeah, it's a gambling podcast from what I can tell. But they drink? Uh, they're, they're sponsored by a coffee company, but... Uh, they don't drink. I mean, I th- I'm sure they do. Maybe they are drinking on the show. I don't know that. What they do exceptionally well is curse. Oh. <laughs> they they are so good at it, I feel like sailors are like, we can't listen to this. This is awful. Interesting. It was amazing, which is perfect for Kelly because she's also yeah. into the, the cursory arts. Yeah. Cursory. You say it like it's a class at Hogwarts. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> Just what I came up with. Uh, and I, frankly, guys, I was jealous. I mean, we are a podcast, but we try to be family friendly here enough so that uh, you can have it on the car and the kids can hear it. Speaking as someone that probably swears too much, you or me? Uh, me. Okay. I just. <sighs> When I listen to somebody like excessively swear, I'm just like, ah, come on, man. It like, was bleeping in place. Incredible. It, there was uh, there was a lot of talk about uh, that include the F word, and I'm not talking flagrant fun. I'm not talking fun. You'll get it eventually, but I, we can't say it. Start with F. Starts ends with 
Fart? Uck? Fire truck? Yes, they, they talked about oh. fire trucks a lot. It was unbelievable. Anyhow, next question. I was jealous because I can you imagine they have like 2.3 million followers or listeners or something. Just incredible. It's a huge podcast. So when you tune in, you probably, yeah, the Drinking Bros are going to talk about gambling and cuss a lot. What a way to make a living. You should probably drink beer during it, too. Uh, yeah, if you're going to curse, why not? You don't have any other professionals. <laughs> why not? I mean, <laughs> the, the floodgates are open. <laughs> it was awesome. From Wildcat Wabash, it's being reported that running back Tyler Burns has rejoined the football team. How big is that for a running back depth, and why do you think he left and then came back? Well, he hated Bill Snyder. Yeah. He hated the program. A lot of that's why there were so many transfers. Did we want to say that earlier? No, but it it's the truth. It it was not pleasant to play football at Kansas State. The you you should be able to play football and understand that you're going to work your butt off, and you're going to work a lot of hours. You're going to get, your conditioning's going to be hellish, but you should at the end of the day enjoy it. And over and over, we kept hearing from people, it's not fun. It's just yeah. not fun. It's just he left. Uh, and I brought that up early on. I wonder if he'll come back. So this is good to hear. It's yeah, good. I mean, obviously, I, I don't have much more to say other than it's obviously good to have him in the running back depth because this is a position that needs it. And I think that Gilbert is a really nice transfer, but at the end of the day, he's a transfer from Ball State. And I think Harry Trotter is a really talented player. I've seen, holy crap, by the way, probably the strongest kid on this team. Guy's a workhorse in the weight room. Um, Are you sure he's not magic? I'm sure. I'm sure. Sure he's not like just like lifting with his magic wand? Yes. He's not Harry Potter. It's Harry Trotter. Oh, I get confused. So at depth is depth at the end of the day. If he doesn't take a snap, he doesn't take a snap. If he's the starting running back, then clearly it was a nice addition. If he was a starting running back, he should have never quit. I mean, and, and we still hear rumors of Mike McCoy's trying to get eligible, so or cleared. Well, I don't think that's ever going to happen. Yeah. Uh, so, but they if they must have something they feel confident about if they're not going out to get a junior college guy because yeah. they I from the outside looking in they need a junior college running back, and you know I mean those guys are out there. Think of William Powell. That guy wasn't even an offer. He walked on and boom, boom, played. Powell. Boom Boom Powell played for the NFL in the NFL. So they're out there. You can go find them. I don't know. I That'd be really good news. I, I like the Burns family. From Canelio, with the emphasis uh, Coach Kleiman and his coaching staff have put on the Kansas City metro area already, could you see one of our upcoming non-conference football games being moved to Arrowhead in the near future? We get Vandy in 2020 and Stanford in no, 2021. No, no, no. no. It'd be stupid, though. No. I, the only thing I can see them doing uh, is if they would add another game, which I don't see them doing. Right. They, you need the games in Manhattan for the athletic department. You make more money. And honestly, I think there's a real understanding how important it is to the community. And for your football team. I mean, You're not going to have the same type of environment at Arrowhead. The only way you move a home move a game is if it's a Big 12 home game, and I don't see them doing it. Like, did any of these people go to the Iowa State games that were played in Arrowhead? <laughs> I watched them on TV. <laughs> yeah. 
They weren't. They, they You're not getting eighty thousand fans no. tomahawk chopping <laughs> at no. a K State no, game. No, no, no. No. It was friendly almost. It wasn't a football environment. Well, K State and Iowa State. So well, it was then, yeah, but then K State blocks an extra point. That wasn't friendly at all. <laughs> how I, dare they? How dare you do that? We're we're agricultural buddies, and now they hate K State. <laughs> uh, no, I don't see it. I just don't see it anymore. And. Uh, yeah, I just am intrigued by the idea that neutral site games are trash. Go play home and homes. I I don't like it at all. I think Oklahoma and Texas have a real advantage that they don't have to go to the other school. Yeah. But they can fill up 80,000 on the yeah. road. From Contra Cat. KS96. Are the junior recruit videos a one-off and was it verboten previously to catch recruits at the football offices? Verboten? I had uh, to look that word up, by the way. I did too. I thought he had a typo. It's like, I've never heard of that word in my life. <laughs> German. Look, yeah. we, uh, I'll be honest with you guys. Yeah. We tried something new. No, no, let's back up. Yeah, it was. You, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, that yeah. one. Yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. There's a lot of things every other site like us around the country can do that we were not allowed to do. And nothing makes me more angry than – in this business, we have NCAA rules we need to observe. We can't be part of the recruiting process. We can't do the bidding of the coaches. We can't get involved in that way. We're not supposed to. But once a university cuts a kid loose and he walks out the front door of the complex – He's no longer on his recruiting visit, and you can talk to him. But we were not allowed to do that. They got mad if we even tried to call them while they were still in in town, maybe waiting at the airport. The control, the little might, these are the little things that just wore people out. That's not a rule. That's your rule. I mean, that's not an NCAA thing. So, no. No, you guys went out, hit a home run with it, and just happened uh, to... Snag the DC coming in. Some video guy said, I'm going to put my camera up right now just in case, like, J-Lo gets out of the car or 20 years ago. Yeah. <laughs> uh, still. But anyhow, yeah. And there he was. Relaxed, rule, relaxed rules. So he thinks right now. And and hopefully not going to It's not load. relaxed rules. It's it's just no how, rules. How, yeah, how other places right. operate. And we said, hey, why not? Let's see how this goes. Trying to do some new things. Trying to do some fun things. Would have had more, more one-on-ones if yeah. the D coordinator showed Scotty up. Scotty Hazleton just had to get hired. Ugh. We're out of here. <laughs> I, I called Ryan Wallace and I said, we made the executive decision to go back to the office um, and call it a day on the recruiting front. <laughs> he was like, yep, He's okay. Like, Good call. Good call. <laughs> it's quite the day. Uh, also from ContraCat KS96, this is the last question of the second half. Uh, I hate to be that guy, but has Sean Snyder's role had any clarity in the last couple of weeks? Well, yeah, he's now director of football operations, so he's back to what basically he was doing for Ron Prince and earlier in his his father's tenure. And he's, he's he's coordinating travel and you know meals, hotel. all the things that Bill Snyder but, said, you know. Sean, quote-unquote, runs the program, he was doing that with the title special teams coordinator. Well, actually, it's less than that because he did have administrative roles where he helped 
schedule meetings and things like that. And he did a lot of that lately. And Hank Jacobs is now taking that. He's director of football administration. He's in charge of those things. So it's even a lesser role. It's interesting to me. I mean, I, I, just interesting. It's, I will say it's probably the job type of job that we expected Sean Snyder to have. It's a little bit more, actually. Really? So uh, we'll see how it plays out. We'll see if it's an ongoing thing or what. But I don't know. It's going to be very intriguing. And uh, he just, he kind of seems like he's out of place in the photo. Like, what am I doing with these people? I know I'm not out of place. I'm sitting in my office. Hey, look, uh, if you're listening to the Powercat Podcast, you're not a subscriber to GoPowerCat.com. Just hang on, man. Just hang, hang on. I know you instinctively you're like, but Fitz, I want to go subscribe right now. Don't do it. Just hold on. If you've been with us through this podcast, through the first two halves, you deserve to know this. We've got a big-time special coming up a little bit later in the month. And we're already late in the month, so you don't have to wait that long. Right? What's the yeah. date? What's the date? Today's 23rd. Mm. And you will not have long. Mm. Well, there, it's going to be a double-layered thing. It's like uh, back to the pizza metaphor. You know, the large pizzas are going to be on a really good sale price. But for a certain amount of time, you'll get uh, an extra large. I think it's more than yeah, extra large. I've just ran, The metaphor just went up. Just how about you just stay tuned to the website and you'll find out how many pizzas we're going to give you. That's true. That 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 made sense. Or if I go to Little Caesars and I decide I want a hot and ready. Oh my gosh. And then they give me a whole bunch of other hot and readies. Hey, look, I, I'm telling you what. If you're listening to the podcast, you know we are hot and ready. Hey, uh, and we're building a studio here in the office. Uh, now I'm hungry. I know. And, uh, not for Little Caesars, it, though. <laughs> I'll just say it's not going well. The construction crew ran into... Um, I have kind of felt like that dude that designed the Titanic and said, I swear it was going to float. <laughs> so, so we're kind of having to start over back here. Yeah, I ran into a little... but we There were two sister ships. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. And... Uh, uh, we're going to get that fixed, but we've got some great content coming from Go Powercat. And, and you mentioned the thing with recruiting, with the new staff. Everything's changed now. We'll be able to do a lot of things we haven't done in the past simply because it's the reality of every other, well, not every other, most other college websites have had a lot more access and ability to do cool things. Now we get to do it, too. And we're real excited at Go Powercat. We're going to be doing all that. And with the biggest staff covering Kansas State sports and all of media, which is weird to say, considering I used to be a newspaper guy myself, we have a bigger staff covering K-State than I believe every other newspaper has covering sports in the state. Well, maybe not with part-timers added in. The Eagles way down. Do you count the star as being in state? No. That's different. They're in Missouri. Plus, they're just kind of like, hey, go right. <laughs> I love the star. And then you'd have to take Kellis into account. <laughs> Where does he, who does he work for? He works for the Eagle. Does See, the star doesn't have a KU guy. Or the Eagle doesn't have a KU guy. The star has him. It's weird. It's a weird setup. It's incestuous. It's all hell. That's it for, uh, uh, that's all I got to say. The special's coming up. You can get a lot of high. We'll be back. It's the overtime. Uh, if you're new to this, the overtime is up your trash.
Please listen to it. It's not pure trash. It's junk. You'll hope that the over. You'll hope that this ends in a tie. It's, it's, uh, it's, it has no redeeming qualities. It shouldn't be listened to, and uh, it's kind of like a perpetual fart joke. It's all on the PowerCat podcast. Right after this, now everyone's gonna listen. See, guys, master. The gang will return with more of the PowerCat podcast. I'm trying to get a group text in on what everybody wants on the liquor store run, but my phone keeps auto-correcting liquor store to the fridge. A fridge or the fridge? The fridge. It just did it again. Well, the fridge is more than just a liquor store. The fridge has over 3,000 wines in stock, the area's largest selection of spirits and craft beers, plus they're back-to-back winners of Beverage Dynamics Retailer of the Year. Oh, I get it. Wow. Smartphone. Autocorrect your next liquor store visit to the Fridge Wholesale Liquor, 1150 Westport in Manhattan, online at fridgeliquor.com. For more than 20 years, there's only been one reliable source for exclusive and unmatched premium K-State sports news content. It's GoPowerCat.com. The tradition continues as Tim Fitzgerald, D. Scott Fritchin, and the other GoPowerCat sports experts continue their relentless coverage of K-State sports. So make sure you're subscribing to the one and only GoPowerCat. Hey, K-State fans, it's time to come home to GoPowerCat.com. Back to Fitz on the Power Camp Podcast, sponsored by Fridge Wholesale Liquor. Welcome back to the Power Camp Podcast. First half's done, second half's done. Now we're in the third half. Uh, wait, okay, look. I didn't do all that well in math. Mm-hmm. It wasn't my strong suit. But even I know that there's not three halves to something. Apparently it was in the NFL AFC Championship. <laughs> It wasn't really three halves. It was just two halves in one possession. Oh, don't worry. We'll we'll get into that. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Very first question. Like the first three <laughs> questions. We're gonna talk a little Chiefs. Man, that was an ESP moment because I didn't. I, that just kind of came out of nowhere. A what moment? An ESP moment. ESP. Oh, I thought you said ESPN moment. I'm like, I don't think that's. No, what that's that like uh, extrasensory perception. Not. <laughs> I don't know, man. I'm stupid. Oh, God. Uh, this suit is black knot. <laughs> we're brought to you by Fridge Hill Cell Liquor. I am not getting into the Fridge Hill Cell Liquor product line right now, as it might sound like it. Uh, get into the fridge, say hi to Kevin, the whole gang. Incredible people. Uh, they'll help you out. Whatever your needs are, you got a party, you want to have a special drink, they'll help you out. Don't go to that Google machine. Don't go just uh, to the Yahoo search thing or, or Bing. Don't use Bing. If you're using Bing, don't even go to the fridge. You don't deserve the fridge. Well, you can't. Go ahead. <laughs> I didn't mean to be so hardline. Get to the fridge. They'll help you out, whatever you need. And uh, the segment's brought to you by the Hilo. Guys, I really want to eat the Hilo. Can we do that again soon? I'm trying to lose weight, man. Well, you can get a salad. You know I won't go in there and get a salad. I, don't think I was have, impressed I got a salad salads. at lunch today. I don't think they have salads today. I bet they do. I bet you they have some rabbit food. Okay. I pledge to you as my friends, my colleagues, and all of the listeners out there, if I ever own a bar bar, not a restaurant that is also a bar, but a bar bar, 
Wife, I'm sorry I'm going to say it. We will not have salads. We will not do that. We will have unhealthy crap to fill your face and wash it down with a sudsy beer. That's the way it's supposed to be in America. It'd be great. I just... Look, I, I'm impressed that I got a salad at lunch today. So is what? your bar going to serve? be like one of those bars that has like a crock pot off to the side and that's it? That's all the food they have? Actually, kitchen. I thought it'd be really cool just to have a bar and it's a bar and then you had hot dogs. Yeah. Oh, you're hungry? Here's a damn hot dog. It's spinning on the rollers back here. You say roller like it's meat. a bad thing. We're going to have roller dogs. meat yes. at my bar. Yes. Quick side note. It's quick trip. <laughs> quick side note. Hot dogs get unnecessary shame. Hot dogs are delicious. They're delicious. Thank you. They're absolutely delicious, and you can do nice things to them. You can put all kinds of ingredients on them. Ketchup. Not that. You can put ketchup on a hot dog. Uh, I had chili dogs during the Chiefs game. Did you put ketchup on it? (sighs) What's wrong with you? That's the way I feel about regular hot dogs. No, that doesn't mean... Oh, my God. You don't put ketchup with With chili. chili. You don't put ketchup on a hot dog. That's the whole. Doesn't matter what else is on accompanying the hot dog. The ketchup shouldn't be there. Hmm. Hey, by the way, if you were listening to the second half, remember how I ended and I told you this segment's total trash? We were off to that kind of start. I hope some people just fast forward to this segment. Dude, not going to lie. I've had people tell me they do. When I wasn't on the podcast, when it was Wally and Brett and you, <laughs> that's what I would do. Uh, plus, we had it all dressed up with all the dings and bells and whistles yeah. and files. Ask a question. We had the X Files music. It was just beautiful. It was a wonderful thing. I feel like and it was bring that. It back was more of a production. It took a lot of time yeah. to do it. All I'm saying is, like, I know we don't want to get into that Pandora's box, but I feel like Files deserves its own music. I think it'd be funny. Bang! Hey, uh, <laughs> we are the Powercat Podcast. Get into the high-low. There are our segment sponsor for this this nonsense segment. And there's nothing nonsensical about the high-low. They have pizza that's amazing because it's AJ's. They have burgers that are amazing. And you can go in there and play Milwaukee Roulette, which has nothing to do with a guy with a funny accent and a gun. It is about getting beer out of a machine. Roulette. Yeah, that? no, I get yeah, that. Yeah. I, um, well, the man yeah. with a funky mustache. What? Oh, just accent. Oh, accent. Sorry. Oh, good lord. Yeah, is, Zach's folks, off his game today. Man, I'm pretty bad, folks. I'm just trying to do a show here, and Zach's over here. That's not right, man. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> hey, Coach Mo, what's up? Hey, hey guys. I'm got, I got nothing to do this time of year now. <laughs> I drop by the podcast, talk a little football. Okay, I'm done. Hey. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Look, get into the high-low uh, and play some Milwaukee Roulette. If you don't know what it is, you pay uh, X amount of dollars. Three. Three dollars. Unless they've bumped it. I don't and think so. I just couldn't remember. And you, they push a button on an old Pepsi machine. Yep. And out comes a beer. And sometimes you That's get... what you... And I'm telling you what. Here's the, here's the clincher of the game. If you get a beer and you don't like it, they force you to drink it. <laughs> Sometimes you get a boulevard wheat in a can. Sometimes you get a bush light. Oh, I've gotten worse than bush light, man. There's some doorman named Teddy with gauges in his ears that'll come out and get really mean with you. I don't know. Is that the face he makes? I don't know. I don't. Is that a real person? Wait, is I there don't think actually? So. A- <laughs> I don't, if there is, that was incredible because I don't know. We didn't I mean that as an you. insult. <laughs> I don't go to the dialo enough. 
Anyhow, not to believe. Off we go. It's the overtime of the Power Cap Podcast, sponsored by Fridge Wholesale Liquor. They supplied the liquor for Aggieville, most of Aggieville, and certainly all our sponsors. You should supply it for your face. From KSU number one, do you have any thoughts on the officiating in the AFC Championship? Uh, it was trash. No, look. It didn't I, cost him the game, though. I, no, at the end of the day, D Ford lining up offsides cost him the game. But I, I, I come to the, at the end of the thing like this. I'm like, well, thank God we're not the Saints. Yeah. Yeah. I couldn't live with that, what happened to the Saints. There's missed People. calls and bang, bang. That I watched that live and I go, oh, my God. People also want to ignore the fact that there were some penalties that did, in fact, go the Saints' way in overtime, though. But that's aside. No, that wasn't overtime. That was regulation. That pass, or if that pass interference is called, there's no overtime. It's, the game's over. They, were, they yeah, can yeah. run out the clock. Look, did Tom, look the, the most notable flag in the Chiefs game was that roughing the passer that the Chiefs got on them for slapping Tom Brady on the shoulder pad. I mean, that's what it was. Yeah, but they hit him on the shoulder pad. And it was an interception and probably would have shut down the game. But No, no, this is a different play. Wasn't it? No. no. That, oh, the D Ford was the interception. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The yeah. roughing the passer was when they just smacked yeah. him. That's ridiculous. I understand. Well, no, there, rid- there was there was an interception then. That was the D Ford offsides. No, these no. are two different penalties. The offside, no. D Ford's offsides. That was at the very end. And the roughing the passer are two different flags. I'm aware of that, but D Ford offset they they wiped out an interception. Yeah, and the roughing the passer also did, and then they threw out an interception All two I, plays later, right? I don't yeah. care. All I was getting at was yes, that's an atrocious call. Because it's clearly protect, protecting Tom Brady. That's what it was. Because worse happened just a little bit earlier yeah. to Patrick Mahomes. Exactly. And I get it. The Patriots get calls like KU gets calls like everybody else that has big names get calls. But the officiating was not the cause of the Chiefs' loss, and it's a very lazy excuse if you're going to blame the officiating. Look, I'm a Chiefs fan. Always have been, always will. End of the game, end of the story, Chiefs' defense sucked. Yep. That's what cost them the game. And they're finally moving to fix it. They need to spend this draft on it. We'll see. It's there. Everything's in place. I feel like this is the season the Royals went to the World Series. And they kind of snuck in there and you realized, despite all the flaws they made at the World Series. And then the next year they kind of fixed their flaws and got back. I feel like that's the position the Chiefs are in. Chiefs fans won't like me for saying this. You can blame the overtime rules all you want. But if you just get one third down stop, you're going to have a chance. Look, I agree with that. But I feel like it took something like this because this never happened in a in, in a game of this magnitude. There had never been. Are we sure about that? In this era of this overtime style. Okay. I think it took something like this to maybe have the NFL go, this isn't right. Everyone should have a possession. I agree. I could have sworn before the Saints overtime that the ref said that both teams will have the opportunity to possess the ball. As long as the touchdown's not scored. Well, Mike Piera and uh, Dean Blandino and all these officiating gurus are coming on the TV as overtime starts. And they're all like, this is a whole new game. This is a different setup. And I'm like, okay, what is the setup? And they put the rules on the TV and I go, that's the same rules as the regular season. Except it's 15 minutes. Yeah, I mean. That's what I meant. Yeah. It's stupid. No they made it sound that, like it was the, different. And that the game will not end in a tie. Yeah. You know, like, oh, big shocker in the We're going to play a second overtime. The Super Bowl features three teams this year. Hey, and I don't know if this is in there. Are you in favor of a version of the college overtime to be applied to the NFL? you got to start at the 50 or something that's, like that. That's why I think college needs a backup. 
I think college is too close. You're starting in field goal range. I watched the Cowboys rookie kicker kick a 63-yard field goal this year. Right. I mean. I mean, exactly. I mean, at, when you start at the 25, you put the ball down at the 32, you're kicking a 42-yard field goal. That's come on. A college kicker should be able to hit that on a regular basis. So I think they should at least back up to the 35. And I, I think they do. I know they like to get make them go to the two-point conversion, but how about you go 35, maybe start the 30, and then the 35, and then the 40, and then make them do. I don't know. See, I'm, I'm also very anti-college overtime rules because, like, why should you get to start 25 yards out? Like, I think the, the best solution for everybody is just give each team a chance to score. Allow the Patriots to do what the Patriots did there. Give the Chiefs a chance. Now, one interesting twist I saw was give the Chiefs a chance but make them go for two if they score a touchdown. Now, I don't necessarily agree with that because why should the Chiefs have to go for two if the Patriots can kick an extra point? But also, I think it does add a Prove little bit it. of a twist. <laughs> I just I just think starting at a certain point on the field without a kickoff is like, okay, well, why do overtime? That's not part of the game. I I tend to agree. I think special teams are part of the game. Yeah, exactly. I, I don't know. I, I I would go with knife fight at the 50, but I'm not sure that's going to happen. <laughs> Field goal shootout? Oh, God, no. Play two halves. Hey, speaking Do of it. field goal, I saw Matthew McCrane at the game last night. Yeah. It's good. Sitting courtside. Was he really? I didn't yeah. know that. That's yeah. that big fancy NFL money I'll get mm-hmm. you. With his fiance and Taylor Bratt. I'm a Pittsburgh Steeler. And a Cardinal and, and a Raider. Raider. <laughs> good uh, good from, dude, though. From Solly43, where would you rank Tom Brady all time amongst quarterbacks? Number one. He's the greatest to ever play the game. Probably is. And I'd be shocked if anybody ever knocks him off. And if you want to say he's a system quarterback, if you want to say he's only good because Bill Belichick is the greatest coach of all time, that's a garbage argument. Because then you're just then you're trying to say things like, oh, well, you know, Michael Bishop was only really good because Bill Snyder was a great coach. Or Patrick Mahomes is always only what he is because Andy Reid is really good with quarterbacks. I mean – you can't just say that someone's only what they are because of a coach. And I saw somebody on the boards. I'm not trying to call him out. I just saw a post on the boards that said, well, Tom Brady was a seventh-round pick. He's clearly not the greatest of all time. What? What's that got to do with anything? He, he won tons of Super Bowls as a seventh-round pick. I feel like Tom Brady has a better understanding of the mathematics of when to go for the big play and when to just pick up the first down. Yeah. He won. He he didn't win in overtime because he hit the big play. He won because he went to the most logical, high-value passing opportunity on third down. First down, you get to start again. Third down, get another first down. You get to keep going. And so many offenses, and this falls on offensive coordinators too. But I think Tom Brady has such a good grasp of it. It's third and eight. I'm going for it all. And they roll the dice, and it, they they lose that, and then they end up losing the game. He kept picking up first downs. I feel like that's what he does really well. And he's always had this long string of possession receivers, you want to call them that, including Gronkowski, that I'm going to throw it here, and it's, we're going to just keep perpetuating drives, perpetuating possessions, and kind of smother and choke the life out of the opposition. He's a brilliant quarterback. I don't like him. He, he kisses his father on the lips, open mouth. I don't trust a man that does this. It's weird. People make too much of a deal about it. The kissing? Yeah. I no, mean, it's, that's weird. It's no. weird. No, I said it's weird. No, it's just, it's, no, they don't make too much. We don't talk about it enough. 
We've got to stop this. We've got we got to Fair build enough. a wall around his face. <laughs> Who's gonna pay? This is a real thing. Yeah. What? And he, he kisses does it to his, his own son, son kisses too. his dad, everybody on the mouth. But not on the mouth. They're kind of. Oh, I got the, the lips open a little bit. I. It's not I like a peck. I have not noticed this. No, not I like just a peck. It. It's like uh, and Google him dancing while you're at it. Okay. <laughs> From Big Sam, speaking as a K K State grad and or oh excuse me a K State fan and a. Chiefs fan, why does God hate us? I know we have had good moments as K-State fans and Chiefs fans, but let's be honest, God loves giving us hope that we might all win, brings us to the edge, then the hammer comes down. That was a great question. Yes. <laughs> I mean, I, I don't have an answer. There's no good answer. We all feel the pain. One day, okay, I promise you all, one day, it'll happen. Hey, the Royals won a World Series. Yeah, but baseball sucks. It's going to happen. It's going to happen. K-State's going to win a national championship someday. I don't know what it's going to be in. I don't know. Women's track this year. <laughs> no, the best one left. Uh, you make a good point. <laughs> <laughs> that ship has sailed. That, that whole thing's weird. Um, yeah, I don't I don't know. It's it. The no. way the game is designed now, it's incredibly difficult. It's incredibly difficult. To get through the gauntlet, because as a team like Kansas State, you got to run the gauntlet undefeated. Because if you have one loss, you're not in. You're not in. And that's kind of why I'm I'm more in favor of the 18 playoff. If you win your conference, you're in. And then if you're upset like Kansas State was, and when they had their best team, you're probably in. And if you're not, you probably didn't deserve it. At eight teams, yeah. You're, you're and look, the NFL it. it the NFL is going to balance out. Bill Belichick won't coach forever. Tom Brady won't play forever. And when they're gone, everything's equal. Okay? I, it really is. Was Bill Belichick a great coach before Tom Brady? Yeah. Didn't he get fired by the Jets? I mean, yeah, he struggled. I'm right. Not I think perfect. it's Tom Brady. It'd be interesting to see if Bill Belichick coached 10 years longer after Brady retires to see what happens just for the control. I agree. It'll happen one day. Don't worry. It all bounce out. The Cowboys were dominant at one point. Now they're not dominant. So just hold off. It's uh, easier to be not dominant than dominant. I can confirm that. <laughs> From Yo Mama with the Scotty Hazleton hire, uh, is there any speculation about whether Blake Seiler can grow a better beard than Scott? I bet you Blake can grow a beard. I bet, yeah. I bet he can grow a really, really good beard. He's a man. Just listen to him talk. But I don't know if he can grow a better one. I feel like this is a great K-State Media Relations video waiting to come. <laughs> At Ryan Lackey. At Ryan Lackey. Just, you know, slowly, like, have a series of videos of Blake talking to Scotty, and every time his beard gets a little bit longer. Every time Blake sees him, he just kind of walks away a little bit, like, sad, like, oh, dang it. He's just kind of depressed inside. I'm going to see Blake going, this is stupid. This <laughs> <laughs> in his deep voice. That was a great this, Blake Siler. This is stupid. But also at the same time. Hey, man, I'd do it. <laughs> he's never going to beat Scotty Hazleton because Scotty's beard, Scotty's beard leaves his face. He has and a three-year head like, start. That too. But his beard is designed to go down. I think if Blake didn't shave, I think it'd still be really clean. Like, almost like he shaved every day. That's how I imagine Blake Siler's beard grows. 
Oh, I think Blake could grow. He's a good-looking dude. Yeah, I don't know. I just love that beard so much. I Watch wanna, him shave it. I want to hide stuff in it. And then, like... I bet he does. I, no, no, seriously, this is... Nobody tell Coach Hazleton I'm going to do this. We're going to get coordinators and press conferences. I'm going to hide a jelly bean. I'm going to, like, bump into him and hide a jelly bean in it one week. And the next week, I'm going to see if it's there, and I'll eat it. Of all the things you could put in his – you could put a microphone in his beard, and we could get inside information. But you want to put a damn jelly bean in his beard. It'll be a white one. And you're going to eat it. It'll be like coconut. Because that, the white will hide in the silver better. They have silver jelly beans at Jelly Billy. Um, if you bought one of them Harry Potter jelly bean things, I bet you could get one. Yeah, it probably tastes like vomit metal. Yeah, no, I'm gonna hire like a <laughs> coconut one, because then I'll eat it and go, "Ooh, it's coconut!" Like there was nothing wrong with eating a jelly bean out of, his- <laughs> of a man's beard. <laughs> My God, that's assuming he does- that would mean he doesn't shower. You just never know. Uh, okay. Maybe dirt re- just doesn't want to show up on him. Maybe odor is repelled by the fearsomeness of his own beard. Did you guys see that guy? Yeah, I was going to go make him stink, but that beard. From Hoop for KSU, rank the Big 12 football coaches from 1 through 10. What, uh, how long is this podcast? <laughs> it's going to be so long, man. I don't know, man. We talked too long about the Chiefs. I don't uh, know. Lincoln Riley's number one. Why? Because <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Um, I don't know what to do with Matt Wells. Who? Oh, sorry. Yeah. Exactly. The new guy. <laughs> exactly. I thought you were trying to say Matt Campbell. <laughs> Ask us after next season. Yeah, we got too many new coaches. We got too many moving pieces here. I mean, I think there's a solidified top three, though, in Lincoln Riley, Tom Herman, and Matt Campbell. Well, and I feel like it's not fair to put Les Miles in the top ten. I feel like he's clearly in... <laughs> Not in the top ten coaches in the Big 12. He's a criminal. (laughs) He stole a damn trophy on national TV, and nobody will hold him accountable. And you want to know why? Because it's KU. They get away with it. Although, if he comes back and coaches this season after getting struck by lightning, he's number one. That's true. Lincoln Riley's one, and then everyone else is tied for second. There we go. Answered it. Thanks, Hoof. Also from Hoof for KSU, who's your... All-time least favorite Big 12 player and why? And what? Basketball? Um, yeah, I think basketball. Let's go basketball. Um, and it's very easy for me. Kevin Young. For KU. That little smug. He had that afro. little smug grin on his face all the time. God, I just wanted to punch him. Tyler Self. Uh, yeah, but Tyler Self was never on the floor to gloat. Tyler Self won me over with his highlight video. That was funny. The same layup over and over and over. Um, I'm going to go with not one answer but two because they are twins. Yep. Okay. The Morris brothers. <laughs> oh, God. I will never forget the story that I heard about the Morris brothers when KU gave all their players, you know, like 20, 30 bucks or something to go buy a toy for charity or something like that. And a manager had to go with the Morris twins. To make sure, A, they didn't pocket the money. B, they knew what type of toy was appropriate to buy for a child. Probably a a BB gun. (laughs) Damn. From Canelio, is it wrong for a person to hit the Olive Garden and then devour their endless salad and breadsticks on the cheap? Just asking for a friend. You know they sell soup as a part of that package, too. Who is this question? This is from Canelio. Now, can you buy? Yeah, you can buy the soup salad breadsticks. It's 
Yeah, it's cheaper than every other, everything else on the menu. The game like, has changed now. I didn't know you could do like that. Six, seven, eight dollars. So screw it. I'm gonna do that. It's a perfect Lent meal right there. Hmm. Okay. Good but all, also, all of Garden's ridiculous now because they used to bring you the breadsticks and the salad when you got there. Welcome to Olive Garden. Here's some delicious bread and a salad. No. Yes. Now you have to order drinks. That was like 10 years ago. Now you have to order drinks, and then they bring you the drinks. And then they'll be back in a minute to take your food order. And then they're back. And then they take your food order. Would you guys like some salad and breadsticks? Uh, yeah, no, I just came to Olive Garden for the main dish. No, because that's because they bring it out to you it's and they're ridiculous. serving it to you. Would you they like should... some salad? Because they're going to put it on a plate for you out of the bowl. They should say, what can I get you guys to drink? Boom, boom, boom. All right, I'll be right back with those drinks as well as some salad and breadsticks. But, like, the salad and breadsticks is a part of the meal. Like, you're ordering the meal. It's an appetizer. But it's a part of it. And I've, why are you pointing at us? Just watch this discussion go on. I'm just saying, I've never been to Olive Garden and been like, sit down and they're like, it's like a Mexican restaurant. I'm like, here's the breadsticks and, and salad. Like, like, like we're a Mexican restaurant. I have restaurant. had it before. I have had it before. Olive Garden's trash. Don't eat there. Okay. Never mind. Fair Fitz, enough. Fitz is out of the conversation. Um, from Yo Mama, if Shaka Smart can let Matthew McConaughey sit on the bench with the horns. Uh, why can't Eric Stone Street sit on the bench with our guys? Is that's there n- no room? That's not the problem. They tweeted out a photo of Matthew McConaughey with the recruits that were on campus. Ooh. Guys, that is a clear NCAA violation. Is it, though? Yes, it is. Well, yeah, it's, they took a picture of They recruits. promoted recruits yeah. with Matthew McConaughey. Oh, oh. It's one thing to take their pictures. Texas put it out. Yeah. It's one thing to take their pictures and give it to the recruit for the recruit to put out. You cannot yourself. How did they get away with that? Even if they didn't put out the picture themselves, the fact that you arranged for Matthew McConaughey to be in the presence of recruits is a violation. Right. But you can play dumb on that. Oh, he must have just been on campus. Not when you put him on your bench. Fair. Yeah. But it's Texas, so it's okay. Texas gets away with so much crap, and I feel like the one time they were told no, no, you can't televise high school football games on your own network. No, that's inappropriate. They threw a damn childish fit over that, and everyone else is like, of course you couldn't do that, <laughs> but we're Texas. Horns down for peace. No, it's horns, horns up, up for no, peace. No, I'm going horns down for peace. Oh, no. We all, need, to... we all need peace. But, yes, Eric Stone Street is K-State's guy, right? I mean, yeah. I was asked that on Big 12 XM Radio, and I was like, of course it's Eric Stone Street. No, absolutely. Ab- abs- it'd be great. It'd be fun. We should do, we should have him do that. But he, he should do it as Fizbo. <laughs> That's what I was about to say. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, guys. <laughs> That's awesome. Or you could put him courtside across the across the across the court from the bench, dressed as Fizbo, but not cheering, just dead face, serious, like watching a game like a member of the media in Fizbo the clown. He was put in the front row at Kansas City, the Sprint Center. Yeah, yeah. either yeah, that or was. was a damn lookalike. Might have been a lookalike. He waved at us, so I think it was him. Okay. From Jim Cat, uh, Bill Snyder has been quiet since retirement. Do you think he will ever come out with a comment? My suggestion is an extended interview with D. Scott. They always seem to get along well. Scotty. Scotty. There's a new Scotty in town. Oh. Oh, no. That's how they hey, show market. Maybe, maybe. I think he's just laying low right now. I don't know. It's tough to tell with Coach. You know what? And Coach doesn't probably want to. 
take away the limelight from the new coach. I, if, if I know him, he's like, no. I mean, particularly now in recruiting, just let him do his thing. Maybe in the spring. Maybe. I don't know. Maybe. Over the summer. When the season starts, August-ish. Coach, how weird is it right now? We'll see. It'd be really cool, though. If anybody's going to get that, it's going to be D. Scott, okay? I'd hope so. From KSU Grad 05, and I think that this is the last sort of question. Like, there's a bunch of stuff in here. This is like the last official question. So I, I, hold on. This is the last question, but yet I have to think a lot. I mean, no, you don't have to think a lot. It I should come very easy. Lot. It'll be easy. <sighs> okay, here Good. we go. Um, so I, he says, I don't feel like I can take you guys seriously. When you say Whataburger is the best there is, you're joking right. Uh, please tell me you're at least getting advertising money for saying it. Who's, who's asking this? This is Satan? KSU Grado 5. Satan? <laughs> cannot confirm. And or, we just lost or, a subscriber. Or deny. <laughs> you guys called me Satan. Well, yeah. well, is he offering any alternatives to what? Yeah, like we'll get there. We, we got some. But it, that's the like question's the first not question. Yeah. First off, KSU Grad 05, if that's your real name. If that's your real graduation year huh no we do not get paid this is all true feelings that we have if you want to look at our receipts when we go on work trips i think that'll tell you it's the best burger out there period end of story i wouldn't go that far but i will say that i will say i will say that i love whataburger very much and i do not appreciate the slander on it you know what you don't tell me what I like, and I won't tell you what you like. I like Whataburger in my face. You I, want it in your I mouth, though. I don't care if people say it's not the best. That's true. You're, I'd, I'd you're like Whataburger your, stuffed in my nose. That's how I, and then I... You're entitled to your opinion, but to on say a, that on it's a drip not, from a from a bag. <laughs> to say that it's nothing special than Sonic McDonald's Burger King no, is not, ignorant. No, 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 it's, it's, it's special. You know, and you, I get it if you like In-N-Out. I mean, that's fine. That's good. It's a good burger, too. Some of you like Brahms. I don't get it, but good for you. Some people like uh, Spangles or Five Guys. Five Guys is an excellent burger. we got Five Guys in Manhattan. I might go get some Five Guys after this if we get done with this podcast. You are hardcore stepping on some questions here. I might just get – there's some other good burgers out there. My personal preference is Whataburger, and maybe part of it is the simple fact we don't have Whataburger in the area, so it's special when I get to have it. Let's do this. Okay. So this is a restaurant rapid fire round. Here we go. Uh, Chick-fil-A or Slim Chickens? Chick-fil-A. Chick-fil-A. KFC or Popeyes? Popeyes. 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 Uh, What? Buffalo Wild Wings or Buffalo Wings and Rings? I've never heard of that place in my life. I'm sorry. I didn't proofread that question, but Buffalo Wild Wings. Yeah, Wild Wings. Uh, Okay. How about we'll change it. Buffalo Wild Wings or Wingstop? (sighs) Wingstop. I don't know. It's tough. I I think that, I don't like Buffalo Wild Wings. I though. think that Wild Wings has the better sauce, but as far as wing quality and overall overall meal, I think you get a better deal at Wingstop. Plus, the ranch is better at Wingstop. I feel like Buffalo Wild Wings is a sports bar for people that aren't cool. I'm gonna go like fifty one forty nine Wingstop. Yeah, Wings. Uh, yeah, I'll go with stuff. Uh, Texas Roadhouse or Longhorn? Texas Longhorn. Roadhouse. I don't need either one of those enough. Look, you got to like pick. Both. I got. I like them both. You got to. I'll perk. pick uh, Texas Roadhouse. Thank Why? You. Because it sounds cooler. 
We got into a heated argument over this the other day. I, I yeah, almost as heated as the statues. <laughs> it was pretty bad. <laughs> Go on. Um, Granite City or BJ's Brewhouse? Never eaten either one of them. Never had I've, either of them, but I'm going to go with the Brewhouse because it sounds like they have some fun beers. I've only eaten at Granite City. Why? Because it's called BJ's? <laughs> Next question. <laughs> McDonald's or Burger King? McDonald's. Burger King. <sighs> McDonald's in 2019. Burger King needs to step their game up. Taco Bell or Fuzzy's Taco Shop, which is apples and oranges, but Come on, Fuzzy's. Man. Fuzzy's. Nah, that's, that's not uh, a fair. Probably God. Fuzzy's because it's variety. Taco Bell actually only has three things in their kitchen, and then they make 700 things yeah. out of it. It's incredible. It's impressive. It's impressive. It's amazing. Meat, meat cheese sauce, and Doritos. Meat, cheese sauce, <laughs> Doritos, and then tortilla, and then shape it into something else. It's incredible. I don't know how they do it. It's you Grill it. Can you imagine it. being the chef? That oversees the menu at Taco Bell. I don't get anything new. No, we don't. No, you get this. Is <laughs> make something new out of it. What if I roll it up and fry it and uh, dip it in taco sauce? Perfect. We'll name it the Holido. <laughs> Sonic or Spangles? Sonic Spangles. I don't eat Spangles enough. Uh, I enjoy Sonic because I'm a good corn dog guy. God, gross. Gross. From, from, uh, this is how we got in this question (laughs) telling someone's taste in food is gross. Uh, Chipotle or Qdo. No, we were making fun of the food type. We don't like that. We're not making, we're not saying that corn dogs are, are the best or worst or anything. Anyway, Chipotle or Qdoba? Qdoba. Chipotle. Quoboda. Last one is Chili's or Applebee's? Applebee's. Chili's. Applebee's? Applebee's. You went to Applebee's? What do you like? Hey, hey, you, go he, in, you go in there. He's from Beloit, okay. Hold on. Do you he go in there the on like a much. cheap margarita night and hit on women? No, because their cheap drinks are a ripoff. You should. We should have that as part of a, a feature. Riley goes to Applebee's and picks up on, on women at the shot. bar. Give it a shot. Slam piece. <laughs> There we go. That's the end of the Power Cat podcast. Hang on, no, no, no. There's still that was just the rabbit fire. This now is the last get, question. This, this is, is the last question. You keep yeah. talking. Yeah. This is your fault. Uh it's rank these burger joints and be honest with yourself for once. <laughs> Freddy's Whataburger In and Out Five Guys Shake Shack. Okay, hold on. This got confusing. Freddy's Whataburger In and out. out. I've never had Shake Shack, so this is It's okay. Five guys like and it's, Shake Shack. It's all right. I'm gonna go Whataburger. In and out. Five guys. Shake Shack, Freddy's, and whatever the fifth one was. was I'd probably a, go. There'd be six one. I'd go Whataburger. Oh. Five guys, Shake Shack, Freddy's, In and Out. Probably. Damn. Okay. If we're talking burger, yeah. Damn. Yeah. Sorry. Whataburger, In and Out, Five Guys. I'll put Shake Shack. I've never had it. I'll put it above Freddy's because I absolutely hate Freddy's. Man, wow. I like Freddy's. We've gone to Freddy's with you before, too. And it was bad. It was was your decision. I know. I I, once in a while, I'm like, let's try Freddy's. And I go back and like, oh, it wasn't a bad burger the first three times I went. It's just a bad burger. I like it. So that's like me with Sirloin Stockade. Every couple years, you got to go to remind yourself how bad it is. Yeah. You know? That's the end of the Power Cut Podcast now. That's it.
taking a shot. No more questions. Well, you were the one that kept talking. I'm just saying. Oh, my God. Fitz kept talking on a podcast. <laughs> That's it for the PowerCamp Podcast. We're sponsored by Fridge. That mess was brought to you by our friends at the High Low. Thanks for listening. Again, stay tuned to the website, social media. We're going to have something very special coming up uh, as GoPowerCat continues its amazing growth here in 2019. Appreciate you listening. We'll be back next week with another edition of the PowerCat Podcast, sponsored by Fridge Wholesale Liquor. PowerCat Podcast. All rights reserved. GoPowerCat.com and Spirit Street Publishing.